0: you're listening to Higher Ground from WSHU Public Radio. This season, we're asking how young people recognize and adapt to the effects of climate change in our backyard, like extreme weather and rising sea level. If you're curious how we got here on our journey together, listen to the prequel episode that bridges the two seasons. Otherwise, our home base for this leg of the trip is in Bridgeport, Connecticut. In this episode, host J.D. Allen gets introduced to his new teammates, a group of eighth grade student scientists.
1: The students think they know something about climate change, but together from the classroom to the outdoors, we will brainstorm solutions to improve our community.
0: Solutions might give their home the best chance at survival and help save coastal places in their city and beyond where millions of people call home. That and more coming up next after this.
1: Important news breaks at all hours of the day, and the reporting and the resources behind all the stories you hear on WSHU depends on the sustained energy of people who care, people like you. I'm WSHU News Director Terry Sheridan. Your investments in WSHU Public Radio have helped us face reporting challenges and meet them effectively, providing important information and ideas. Thank you for listening and supporting WSHU. We're stronger together. This is Higher Ground from WSHU Public Radio. I'm J.D. Allen. But I'm not your only host this season.
0: Hi, I'm Sabrina Garoun.
1: No, not just you, Sabrina. I mean them.
0: Hi. Um,
2: <laughs> I just want to make sure I know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my name is Corinne Flood. Sky Mercado. Uh, my name is Taya Jade Barbiano. Taylor Moncrief. Uh, my name is Denise Mota.
3: I'm Wayne Lewis. Jerison Bustillo. Giancarlo Perez Antonio.
2: April Garcia Martinez.
0: Our teammates are students from middle schools around Connecticut's largest city, Bridgeport.
1: We're meeting during an after-school program at Sacred Heart University's Discovery Science Center and Planetarium.
0: And yes, they are in charge of the microphones. I have the mic, so I feel like I have to be funny, you know? I need to be comedic,
2: humorous. Yeah, yeah. Let's make some weather jokes. <laughs> um, I don't even know a weather
1: joke. These kids are interested in STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics.
0: And the class is being led by marine biologist Michelle Lewis. They call
1: her Miss Michelle.
0: Coral reefs actually do need very specific um, pH levels and temperature levels. If the ocean becomes more acidic, what's going to happen is, I think the easiest way to explain, when you look at a coral reef, is that a plant or an animal? Technically, a bunch of animals all living together and working together as one. As they learn about their environment, we're going to work together as one to explore how teens today are tomorrow's leaders in the search for ways to adapt to climate change.
1: Climate change is a puzzle with a lot of pieces and moving parts. Like the Rubik's Cube, 13-year-old Gerson Bastillo flicks away all day, every day, at this three-by-three cube.
0: This game from the 1970s comes naturally to this Gen Z kid.
1: The world record average is
3: 5.09. Ah, uh, imagine. Yeah. you want to do that? I, I can grab mine, yeah.
1: Beating the world record. Oh, Me beating the world record? I was, I was you could try. Way. He says after some practice, he just gets how to solve each variation after recognizing a pattern. The signs of climate change show their own pattern. We reported in our first season that a 2021 United Nations scientific report called climate change a code red for humanity.
0: And the situation has only gotten worse since then.
1: Newer reports a year later describe the need for climate action from governments, big and small, as now or never
0: cities in particular are being choked by increasing carbon emissions and shorelines are expected to recede several feet due to sea level rise.
1: This is a one to punch for young people like Corinne from a coastal city like Bridgeport.
0: Why
2: haven't we done anything sooner to stop it since we knew it's a problem and We know it's going to eventually catch up to us and it's going to bite us in the butt and then we're going to be like, oh, why didn't we do anything 20 years ago?
1: Later in our series, we'll explore how teenagers observe changes to their environment. In this after school program, they act as scientists.
0: So we're going to follow the scientific method. The goal is to identify challenges and come up with local solutions to do their part in addressing a global problem.
1: But we're getting ahead of ourselves.
0: The very first step in the scientific method is defining the problem. That means the students student scientists need to conceptualize the global climate crisis,
1: recognizing patterns.
0: So like we said, the kids have the microphones and it's the first day, so they're still learning how to use them. Listen closely.
1: There's two main factors here. Uh, I love this. If you can boil down climate change to two main factors, I'm all for it. What do you got, Wayne? So the air pollution, you know how
3: when you're and at the beach and you have to put on sunscreen especially hot days because that'll harm the skin and very 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 long periods of that happening it gives you skin cancer and bad diseases like that and so that's bad for our health the second part is that the sun the heat coming into the planet it doesn't leave the planet it keeps like rotating and rotating and it's like a cycle gets more hotter and hotter and hotter and the same kind of process is happening here that's on a much smaller scale, it's just that even the smallest amount, it can cause a huge change in our daily lives. Since the world is getting hotter, more water will start evaporating,
0: which leads
3: to more intense storms.
0: Well, that was last season in a nutshell. Jeez, these kids are smart. Like,
2: when pollution and
0: the ozone layer is just
2: like, nah, I don't want to do this with y'all, and it's just deteriorating. So the sun is like,
0: continues to get hotter, Global warming? Yeah, global warming. So they get some of the science and they see the big picture. But what does that mean for them day to day where they live? Here's Taylor.
2: One minute, it'd be like 60, 70 degrees outside. Then when you blink, it's like 30 degrees. It's so weird. Isn't it like the gas from like the regular cars, like from the motor, that smoke, isn't that like polluting the Earth's air? So wouldn't it be like better for us to use like electric cars instead? It's, I don't know. Personally, I would say electric cars over gas cars but electric cars are like really expensive. Like, have you seen the prices on a
0: Tesla? Yeah, girl, that's crazy. That's That's wild. It can be hard to think about what climate change means to you, the individual, on a think local think level. JD tries to get Giancarlo what, to think about his home.
1: What isn't in your backyard? A tree. Um, do you wonder about why there are no trees? No. No. Um, <sighs> are there other... Trees in the neighborhood?
3: Um, On the streets, but not in the streets I'm I'm in.
1: So, during the summer, when you're playing games, and you're, you know, on the sidewalk, or out front, or in your backyard, how do you stay cool?
3: Just with water.
1: Just with water. Are there days that water doesn't cut it?
3: It's over 90 degrees, and then ice.
1: I'm not here to teach these kids anything about climate change.
0: We're just creating a space for these students to identify with the global climate crisis in their neighborhoods.
1: The first time I identified with climate change was when Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth came out. We have to act together to solve this global crisis.
0: We were about their age when the 2006 movie was released.
2: Our ability to live. ...is what is at stake.
0: Seems pretty nerdy for this to have that kind of impact on you.
1: Well, actually, that's not the first time I was passionate about the environment. He's a hero for Earth. I grew up watching Captain Planet and his team of planeteers who defended Earth from pollution. Pollution caused by criminals and villains.
0: The eco-villains are out to wreak ecological havoc. Let our
1: who now look strangely like crooked politicians, greedy businessmen, and deadly poachers.
0: Yep, nerdy. Captain Planet!
1: Captain Planet, mission to save Earth the point is i learned from a young age probably from the tv and movies i watched that i can do my part to protect the environment
0: but that idea of individual action has changed for a new generation as the crisis has gotten worse and more overwhelming denise has been quiet so far
2: there's so much more things happening in this world it's just like me trying to warm up my house and trying to not die because of the cold is not going to change the fact that the world's already dying and it's, like, just a bad place to be in right now.
1: That sounds pretty scary yeah. when you put it that way. And
2: I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of an ignorant person because you're just, like, I'm not going to die to the cold trying to protect a singular tree.
1: I mean, we, we're talking about things that are important to us, right? I mean, I would say living is is a pretty high-up <laughs> thing. How do you not be scared about what you just said about um, the world being a pretty messed up place and um, making sure that you come first. I don't know. I distract myself. Yeah. You play games?
2: Yeah. Okay, like, cool. Why am I going to focus on something that's so problematic? I'm just going to cause more wrinkles to my face, which
1: is so unnecessary. Yeah. Erica Eng is the boss at the Discovery Center. She says these concerns are a red flag that grown-ups should be listening to. It's important to engage with kids about issues that they care about.
2: They have so much to say. I think so often we overlook how brilliant our kids really are. You know, kids are sponges. No matter where they're from, they're sponges and they absorb their environment and they filter it in their own way. Each one unique and each one brilliant in their own way., um, and they they give it back to you, spit it back out in ways that I never thought of it before. And I think it helps giving us a lens, and it really helps us sort of titrate what we're doing and give to them what they actually do need and support them in the ways that they actually do need to be supported. Because these kids are so brilliant, these are the ones that are going to be running the world, right? Let's support that in as much as we can.
0: Teenagers are observant, despite what their parents might say. I would argue they are actually more
1: plugged into world events than we realize through so much media consumption.
0: They see Greta Thunberg, who started work on climate change at age 15 by holding a school strike for climate action in Sweden.
2: I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in
1: school on the other side of the ocean. Yet... You all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Now she's calling out big government and world leaders to demand swift policy changes to prevent environmental catastrophe.
0: This season, we've made our student scientists the center of our storytelling universe.
1: Because we're already seeing devastating signs of climate change. Because the already dramatic changes we will see in our environment will intensify in their lifetime.
0: And they have questions about who's responsible for the future. Why aren't we making drastic changes
1: sooner? That's a really, 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 really big picture question. Um, Who's they? um world
2: leaders and us
1: <laughs> okay so world leaders like people that make decisions that impact the entire world and us
2: yes okay also as in like a world or like as in a country or like a city or like a town you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i agree with that
1: okay so there are things that we can individually do there are things that we can do with our neighbors, right? Our our elected leaders. Like there's small can...
2: things we can do to help the earth. Like we can donate to a good fund... foundation. Was it good? Foundation, yeah. Donate to a good foundation. Foundation, charity, um, mm-hmm. other things. Yeah, definitely.
3: It doesn't really take too much to change something or somebody. You don't have to like commit, commit. You can literally just. Do little to nothing.
1: So, if I'm understanding you, it's like if we all just do a little bit of something, something bigger can happen. Yeah,
3: in a way. Yeah. Like, even if everybody were to do little to nothing,
1: it would change at least something.
0: Just think these teenagers have lived through a lot already in their 13 years. A global pandemic. America reckoning with racial injustice. The impeachment trial of a president. Heat waves. Yearly superstorms, Wildfires every summer, it seems, on the West Coast.
1: And a now or never call to action to stem climate change.
0: It's just like, I'm already stressed enough about stuff, so like, and I'm not a
2: world leader, so what am I going to do? I'm not going to go out to the streets and get shot, trying to protect the universe, just like. I'm not going to be like some sort of savior for a day and
1: be forgotten. Next time on Higher Ground, we start to break down the challenges of trying to protect the universe.
0: When we might not feel like we have any power to create our own change.
1: Identifying with climate change means exploring our relationship with the outdoors in this cityscape.
2: I feel like we're mammals, which makes us animals, which makes us bring part tracks. Of yeah. party. We are part of nature. We are part of nature. Yes, doing good.
0: Higher Ground is reported and produced by J.D. Allen and me, Sabrina Garone, with editing from Harriet Jones. Molly Ingram helped with the mixing. Samantha Simon, Melanie Formosa, and Megan Briggs did fact-checking and research. Ann Lopez is senior producer. Terry Sheridan is news director. Tom Kuser is program director. Graphic art is by Joshua Joseph. Music for the show is composed by Samuel Davies and Aria Elon. This podcast was made possible by the Joan Ganz Cooney Center and Sesame Workshop. Higher Ground is a production of WSHU Public Radio. The Discovery Science Center is operated by Sacred Heart University, which is also the licensee of WSHU Public Radio. For more, go to WSHU.org. The next episode is available wherever you get your podcasts.